you look at the coaching consulting landscape, the biggest opportunities are all in selling to the beginners. But is it the right market for you? Let's jump in. So selling to beginners. So the idea for this video came from something that a, a friend of mine in the coaching space forwarded to me. Uh, and it was a video by Sam Evans talking about how he's uh, essentially broken down and kind of rebuilt his business from scratch over the last couple of years. And one of the big changes that he made was essentially cutting out his signature program consulting accelerator that was aimed at the beginner market. And he said that cut out a lot of complexity and uh, um, enabled him to kind of shrink his staff down and like had all these really beneficial effects. And it really just uh, cleared up a lot of space on his calendar, mental space, emotional space, and all this stuff. Um, and I think that's completely true. However, uh, a lot of the people that I talk to are torn over whether they should be selling to that market. Uh, a lot of my friends in the coaching uh, consulting space that sell like high ticket packages and they work a lot with like the intermediate or, or higher end part of the market, the affluent part of the market are always looking at the bigger people in their space that sell to the beginners and going, man, should I be doing that? Like, I feel like I'm just as capable, just as smart, just as motivating, just as outgoing, just as whatever as those bigger names in the space, should I be going down that same path and selling to beginners? And so I wanted to run through a few things that I've noticed about uh, beginners in any in any phase, but especially in the market where you're trying to coach and consult with them, you're trying to get them to take action, you're trying to get them to do stuff. Um, there are a few things to know about beginners that hold them back from success. And then you can decide whether these things are are are, are willing to have that in your world or not, right? So you can decide basically whether you want to have those things be in your world or if you want to shelter and insulate yourself from those things and deal with less of it. That's kind of my approach, right? So here's the first thing that I've noticed about beginners, which is they they do not have what, what one of my mentors called a foundation of performance, right? This foundation level of performance that you can kind of build and improve on. So where this came up from is we were, we were chatting behind the scenes one of the times with one of my mentors, and he's been in the performance coaching game for about 30 years, working with super high level, extremely successful sales uh, you know, associates and executives in the recruiting space. So he was talking about how people would go to like a Tony Robbins event. And I, I asked him one time, like, should I do that? And he's like, well, it depends. Like, you can't not feel something. But he's like, being in the coaching business for 30 years, it's like, I'm the one that has had to help people pick up the pieces after they go to an event like that. And they get this emo this big burst of emotion. And then they come down and they come down off of that big burst of emotion. And they're actually worse than when they went to the event. Okay. Now there's a lot of reasons for this, but he said, one of the main reasons is that if you go to an event like that, and when they encourage you to think big and set huge goals and all this stuff, and then you come back and you don't have a standard of performance, where you can build on top of, you actually run the risk of being worse off than when you went to the event in the first place because you don't have something to build off of. You don't, you're not already consistent and methodical and relentless in your actions so that you have something to build and tweak on, right? Something to build on. Actions that you're already taking that you can tweak. And when you when you expect someone to jump into action on something when they don't have that foundation of performance, it can be really difficult. It's a total crapshoot really whether they'll be consistent or not. If they don't have a track record of consistency in their life already, and you're trying to get them to take consistent action, it's going to be a crapshoot on whether they actually take action or not and whether they actually do it consistently. And a lot of beginners just are not capable of that. They don't have that foundation of performance yet. They don't have a foundation of taking consistent, methodic, habitual action. They don't have a track record of understanding how to 
initiate habit change, right, in their life uh, or in their business. And so when you ask them to do something you, and then you ask them to take action on something, it's just, it's going to be a crapshoot, right? Some are going to are going to do it successfully, probably a smaller percentage and a larger percentage is just not going to be able to pull it off for the same reasons that my mentor said people, a lot of people struggle when they get back from a big transformative personal experience like a Tony Robbins event. They don't have that foundation of performance to fall back on. So that's the first thing that beginners struggle with. Uh, and you're going to realize that when you sell to beginners, you have to accept that, that that is present, that that dynamic is going on, that they do not have a foundation of consistent, relentless, methodical action in their life that you can build on. They have to establish that first, then you can start to build on that and you can start to tweak what they're doing and point it in the right direction. Now, speaking of going in the right direction, the second thing that a lot of beginners lack is clarity, right? One of the reasons that, uh, that they're beginners is because they haven't put in the time on any one thing to make significant progress. And a lot of the reasons they haven't done that is because they're pulled in all these different directions. And they don't have the clarity to know exactly where they are going. They don't have the clarity on what they want to do. They don't know exactly what business they want to be in. They don't know what they want to be known for. Um, they don't know exactly, you know, if they, if they know what, what kind of, area or industry they, they're in, they don't know if they want to offer like completely done for you services, or should they just do consulting and tell people what to do? Should they just work for somebody else um, as a consultant and them, or should they be a partner? Should they be this, that? Um, they just don't have a lot of clarity a lot of times, right? A lot of beginners don't have a lot of clarity. Occasionally, I run, off, run across some beginners that have amazing clarity. And it's like you just pulling back the bow and then firing them off and they go shooting off into the distance. And that's amazing when it happens. But that's the minority of beginners. It's very hard to find those beginners because there's just not very many of them compared to the total market. So if you're going to be that person, that coach, that consultant that sells to beginners, you got to realize that dynamic is going on, right? They don't have a lot of clarity. They're going to look to you to bring clarity. The problem is you can bring clarity. You'll get the, you'll give them a flash of clarity, especially if you work one-on-one -on -one with beginners, you'll give them a flash of clarity and then by the time they show up for their next call or appointment, that clarity will have gone away. The challenge with working with beginners on clarity is that a lot of times you can give them a flash of clarity. The challenge is that between that and their next appointment or call with you, that clarity will have worn off and they'll either be back to square one or they will have found some other flash of clarity in the meantime and started to run screaming off in a completely different direction from the one you thought you'd agreed on, right? You'll have this agreement, you give them this flash of insight and they're like, oh yeah, bam, let's do it. I'm agreed. Let's go on this one course of action. And over the next week, that will change and they'll find something else to be excited about. About, you're going to run into that a lot of times with beginners. So lack of clarity is common in that market. It's not something you can necessarily change. It's just something you have to accept as part of the process. And I think going back to the Sam Ovens video, that's one thing that he's mentioned a lot is they work really, really hard in their consulting accelerator program to try to help people get clarity on their niche and how they're going to structure their business and different things like that. And he's always said that that was one of the toughest parts uh, of, of the program was getting people to get clarity on uh, on anything so that they can move forward and so they would allow themselves to take massive action. Okay. Now that brings us to the third and final thing that beginners uh, struggle with and the challenges of working with them, which is their decision-making process. Now I mentioned kind of getting flashes of clarity and insight and then running and screaming off in different directions and they end up not really sticking with any one thing for, for a long period of time. Um, that's That's like I don't know, low impulse control, like it's a shiny object syndrome, right? It's that it's that emotional pull of, oh, this is new and exciting. And ooh, but this is also new and exciting. You get a lot of that, like a lot of running around in different directions, ultimately, because at their foundation, at their core, they don't have a great 
uh, decision-making process that cuts out some of that emotion and kind of sets the emotion to the side so that they can focus and make good, balanced, calm you know, decision based on real clarity. They don't have that. Beginners are not going to have that, right? I mean, maybe you'll run across someone every once in a while, but odds are most beginners don't have that that quality of decision-making. Otherwise, they're not going to stay a beginner for very long, right? If they're a beginner, a lot of times you're running across them because they don't have those things. They don't have the foundation of performance. They don't have clarity and they don't have great decision-making processes already in place. So their decision-making process is however it feels in the moment. And obviously, emotions change moment to moment. Emotions change in relation to how much clarity you think you have. If you feel like you don't have a lot of clarity, you're going to have hesitancy and timidness uh, and hemming and hawing. And I don't know if I want to be known for that. I don't know if I want to go in that direction. You get a lot of that. Even once you have clarity, sometimes their clarity is in all the wrong things, right? Like, ooh, I'm going to go do this and this and that. Like they get, you know, flashes of clarity and realize they want to do three different things. And you're going, oh my God, you can only do one thing and really focus on it and do a good job at it. Please pick one uh, because they just don't have good decision-making processes in place. So if you are the coach or the consultant and you are naturally suited at a higher end maybe intermediate to expert, like helping intermediates get to the expert level. If you're, if that's your crowd, I would encourage you stay in that lane because beginners are a whole other animal. Um, You really have to be, one of my clients put it this way, in order to sell to beginners, you have to be a motivational speaker. And period, end of story. Whatever you sell, it doesn't matter what you sell. If you're selling to beginners, you as a, like a brand and as a person and the way you present yourself to the world, you have to be a motiv- motivational speaker. And if that's not you naturally, if that's something you have to force yourself to do, you're talking about building a business around you where you have to force yourself to be something that you're not every day and every time you go out and every time you speak to your audience. Man, that's a lot to expect, right? So I've had clients say to me things like, man, like I, I just like I, that there's this big coach in my market. There's this big speaker author in my market. And I like, I feel like I'm, I'm just as capable, just as smart. And I could have a business that's just as big. Yes. But are you willing to put up with the things that they're willing to put up with? Right. Are you willing to put up with the beginners that can't get clear, can't make a decision, don't have a foundation of performance, churn and burn, right? Are you okay with the churn and burn of bringing people in and watching 50, 60, 70% of them fail and get spit out the underside of your program. You know, are you okay with bringing in people and just watching 50, 60, 70% of them fail and get spit out the underside of your program and sent off into the world, having made no real progress? Some people are okay with that. Some people go, hey, I'm awesome. And if you don't get something out of my program, that's your issue. Um, That's not a lot. A lot of my friends and clients can't get into that mode. And so you have to realize that if you're going to sell to the beginner crowd, you're going to have those types of challenges that you're going to have people in your world that deal with those three things. And if you don't have the patience and the acceptance and the love uh, for that, and you can meet them where they're at and motivate them emotionally to take action, then you're going to struggle to stay in that market for very long. And you're not, even if you can be very successful at it, you won't enjoy it anyway. So I want to encourage you, if you're that type of person that works at the intermediate and beyond, and that's where you're really excited and passionate about, but you're looking at you're looking at these other coaches, looking at these other experts going, man, but they've got so much of a bigger business and it seems like they're more profitable and they've got a bigger brand and they're hanging out with Gary Vee and they're going to all the events and all this stuff. Just recognize they put up with a lot of crap in their, in their world by serving and selling to beginners. If you're not willing to have that in your world, that's okay. 
If you're willing to have that in your world, that's okay. We need both. But that doesn't mean you as a coach or a consultant have to sell to every level of the market, right? It may seem like you're leaving money on the table by not having like a lower price product aimed at beginners. But I mean, look at what look at what's happened to brands like Mercedes um, and BMW when they try to go lower market. It just devalues their entire brand, right? It's not always a good thing to go from selling higher end to, to coming along and offering like a lower priced, easier, lower bar of entry, you know, for like a beginner market. Um, it can actually dilute your brand and make you less profitable, right? So it's not just an automatic win. And I think we also have to recognize that the biggest market, the biggest segment of any market, if you're teaching something, is the beginner market, right? Because it's like a funnel. You start off with a whole bunch of beginners, and then you get down, you get the intermediate, and then you get the experts, right? So if you're selling in any market, the biggest segment of the market is going to be beginners. So odds are the biggest brands, the biggest coaches, the biggest thought leaders or experts in any market are going to be the ones that sell to beginners. And that's okay. But that doesn't mean that has to be you. And if you decide, if you've decided, like I have, that those are just not the things that you're willing to have in your world, you're not willing to put up with that type of those types of challenges that beginners have. Also recognize that it's okay to have a smaller, higher end brand, right? I don't see Mercedes executives hanging out at the plants in Germany going, "Mm, if we could only figure out how to make a competitor to the Ford F-150 that would sell just as many. Why would they bother? right? It takes away from the exclusivity. It takes away, it would dilute their brand for them to even try, right? They're perfectly happy and content to let Ford and Chevy be Ford and Chevy and Mercedes and BMW are Mercedes and BMW. So if you're the BMW or Mercedes of your market, take pride in it, enjoy it, let yourself off the hook and stop all the self-judgment over comparing yourself to other coaches, other brands in your space that are bigger because they go after a beginner market right? Think of it in those terms. Like, hey, I am the Mercedes of my market. I'm perfectly okay with being high profit, a little bit more exclusive, working more of the higher end part of the market, because there's room for a Ford and a Mercedes. Ford can go off and they can do their thing and they can sell their F-150s and they can be just fine. And I can be fine over here doing my thing. And I'm the Mercedes of my market. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As long as you look at that and you don't judge yourself for not having the Ford business too, right? Because in my opinion, you can't have both. You can't be both Ford and Mercedes, right? You can't be both. You got to pick one or the other. Either you're going to go after the beginner market and go all in, right? Or you pick the exclusive market and you go all in. It's extremely difficult, if not impossible, especially in today's online world. It's difficult to impossible to have a brand that stands for both. Just like in the car market, it's impossible to be both a luxury brand and a a brand for the common people. Um, One great classic branding example was Toyota. So Toyota wanted to jump into the luxury car space. I think you can find this story in the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by Al Reese, which I come back to religiously. It's like uh, it's like the Bible of marketing for me. But uh, Toyota basically made a very, very, very smart decision when they decided to go up market. They did not come out with a Toyota Plus or a Toyota Luxury or anything like that. Lexus, their own dealers, a completely new built from the ground up uh, dealer network that only dealt in Lexus, right? They didn't sell them in Toyota dealerships, right? Because the people that walk into a Toyota Toyota dealership looking for a Corolla are not the same people that buy a four-door luxury sedan for 20 grand more, right? They understood that. And so they came out with a different brand. So even though Toyota makes Lexus and you could call a Lexus, oh, that's just a high-end Toyota. doesn't matter. It's branded differently. It occupies a completely different space in the minds of the car buying market. So think about it that way. That's the best way to approach it. 
is to have different brands. And that was a very smart thing to do. Don't do the opposite, right? Don't try to stretch yourself and your brand to try to serve both the high and the low end of the market, to be experts and the beginners, right? Because you can't stand for more than one thing in the minds of your market. So odds are one of those two is going to win out, right? They're going to associate you with the beginners or they're going to associate you with serving the intermediate to experts, not both. So if you if you're thinking about like, do I want to serve beginners? That's the path to the biggest brand in your market. It's not necessarily the path to the most profitable, right? If you want to be the most profitable and have the best lifestyle, I would encourage you to stay in the area of serving the intermediate to the other experts, the high end, the affluent, the early adopters in your space, because they're the ones with the money. They're the ones that have a foundation of performance. So if you need them to do stuff, they're already doing a lot of stuff. And it's not hard to get a busy person to add one more thing to their to-do list, right? They have clarity. They know where they're going, right? They're they're paying you to help them get there faster and better and easier. Um, and finally, they have good decision-making, right? They don't get to be the high-end intermediate to expert part of the market without having some good decision-making skills and processes. So they have the foundation of performance. They have the clarity and they have good decision-making processes. Those people are to me are a lot more fun and fulfilling to work with. And you get to make a lot more of an impact because they actually take action. They put stuff into place, they implement, and they get the benefit of what you have to teach them. So that's what I've got for you. Should you serve to beginners? At the end of the day, it's a decision that's up to you, but there are consequences and you can't do both. That's my uh, opinion based on branding and the world that we live in. You just can't do both. So pick one, stay in the lane, be proud of it. And once you pick a lane, don't get jealous of other people that are the other brands in your space that appear to be doing well. Um, don't beat yourself up. Don't don't engage in all the self-judgment and comparison, comparing yourself to somebody that has a bigger brand or a more profitable brand or whatever. Once you pick that lane, stay in it, be proud of it, and just do the best that you can to help the people that you're committed to help. So that's what I've got for you. We'll see you in the next video.